0: Welcome to Beyond the Tassel. I'm Craig Williams, and I'd like to have a slightly different kind of conversation this week about authenticity and storytelling, and about how students can best position themselves as their own unique brand. Let me explain what I mean. I'm the father of a third-year college student, a precocious seven-year-old, and a five-year-old who I feel certain is probably destined for big things on YouTube. Now, I've traveled extensively in all 50 states, and I've lived most of my life in small towns in the Midwest, but I hail originally from New Jersey. And today, I make my home in suburban St. Louis. I say that to say this. Over the span of my experience with different regions of the country, as it relates to students' post-secondary trajectories, I've come to realize the value in the telling of an authentic story. And nowhere is that more valuable than in the case of the student from rural America. And let me explain. Every November since she was eight, Olivia, the daughter of a friend of mine, has been hunting white-tailed deer with her father. She puts on the insulated camouflage gear and the blaze orange vest, and she checks her equipment and packs a few quiet snacks. You know, you can't, you can't make a lot of noise in the woods when you're trying to effectively hide from a wild animal. Now she heads to the woods not far from her home in deep southern Illinois. Now She's been pretty lucky, and she's managed to harvest a few really nice bucks over the years because she's a deer hunter, for sure. But she's also a turkey hunter, and she's a bow hunter. But you know what? She's also a scholar. She has maximized her school's curriculum and racked up a deeper familiarity with mathematics, chemistry, and more at the nearby community college. She's also a very competitive athlete. She runs cross-country as well as track, and she's even managed to grab a few school records. Now, as she finishes out her junior year over these next few months, she'll be thinking about where she'll be applying in the early months of her senior year. She plans to go to college, and she's got high post-secondary expectations, and she's worked hard to put herself in a position to capitalize on her own unique story. But if you look at what she's really done, you'll discover that she's really just followed what I call her natural fault lines, her aptitudinal fissures, if you will. This is who she is, and like so many from across rural America, she's got a really interesting story to tell. But here's the thing. Far, far too many students leave all that story texture at the door when they start filling out their Common App or their individual school applications. Why? Well, I've said it so many times in so many ways, but it bears repeating. Admissions officers want to know who you are. They really are interested in the things you do beyond the boundary of academia. They want to know what makes you tick. And if getting up at the crack of dawn, climbing 20 feet into a tree stand, and sitting in the November cold until a 12-point buck wanders into your neck of the woods moves you, then find a way to let them know. Because guess what? Every top school in America could fill their freshman class with kids with perfect GPAs and near-perfect ACTs if they wanted to. Yeah, there really are that many academically strong kids out there. But show me the student who works her tail off on the academics and the athletics, and on top of it, bow hunts wild turkey and climbs into a tree stand with a shotgun every November? (laughs) that kid has my attention. But you know, I know another kid who would tell you he likes to read, but that would be like saying Olivia likes the outdoors. (laughs) Like her, this kid has a deeper story. He's been reading 50 to 60 books a year, every year, since his freshman year in high school. He's mastered vegan and vegetarian cooking. He's an LGBTQ advocate, a published author, And he writes microfiction and poetry pretty much nonstop, quite literally in his sleep. He, He awakens with a pen and a pad at his bedside to take down what he can recall from his dreams. And he weaves that into his writing. Another impressive student I know has been collecting vintage farm toys since he played with them as a toddler at his grandfather's house, who himself had an impressive collection but this kid is taking it in a different direction than Grandpa. He's built a series of short stop-motion films featuring his toy collection interacting in all kinds of interesting ways with different environments. It's really pretty amazing. And yet another rural student I know learned to speak Mandarin in exchange for the math tutoring he gave to the middle school children of the Chinese restaurant owner in his small community. These are the stories of who these kids are. And whether you're an artist a musician, a writer, a robotics or science enthusiast, someone who has assembled both the Lego Death Star and the Millennium Falcon, or a kid who loves kicking around in the outdoors, sharing those moments and memories with your father, your uncle, mother, or best friend, you have a story worth telling. And I cannot emphasize strongly enough just how important it is to get those pieces of your story into the narrative of your application effort. Now, by the way, it's important for this reason, distinction. Anyone in marketing will tell you that distinction is the key. I mean, realistically, how many ways are there to pour laundry detergent into a washing machine and clean your clothes? And seriously, do you really believe any one of those products is significantly better than the other? Come on, you know that they're not. But Tide manages to distinguish itself. Students have to think of themselves as a brand. So distinction is really key. So many college apps read like machine code generated by a focus group somewhere. And because of that, you have a real opportunity to break out and wake that committee up with a dose of authenticity they don't see coming. And since top schools are most accustomed to hearing from kids from suburban high schools, both public and private, you have a real opportunity to ring their bell with your story from rural America. And as I've said many times in previous episodes, those schools are looking for kids like that to balance out their otherwise largely suburban cohorts. Trust me on this. Schools want and need sharp candidates from less populated areas of the country. Now, from a practical point of view, there are really two primary places where you can do this. The first is in your personal statement on the Common App or what some may simply refer to as the essay. You will have prompts from which to craft your essay, of course, and every year they're a little bit different, but I often recommend to students that they simply ignore those prompts and craft their own story without the constraints from a prefab prompt. There is no requirement for you to color within those lines, and this is your best shot at connecting the dots for the admissions department between who they think you are and who you actually are, so I strongly suggest that you take full advantage of it. Now, I'm not advising you to write an autobiography here. That you absolutely do not want to do. What I am advising is that you incorporate pieces of who you are and why through your narrative. They'll see it without you smacking them over the head with an eight pound sledge. Now, the next best place to get your story into your application is through a technique of which many students don't even take advantage. It's the alumni interview. Have you heard of this? A lot of students haven't. But many top schools will have alumni in virtually every American city. And if you think about it, virtually every rural kid is within a reasonable drive from one or more of those cities. It may not be a short drive. I mean, if you're living in a corner of Oklahoma... You may have a few hours to get to Oklahoma City or, or to Dallas or something like that, but admissions departments will help you. They'll reach out to alumni in the city nearest you and ask if that person would be willing to meet with you either in person or via Zoom for an informal how-do-you-do type of meeting. Now, in more normal times, these typically would take place in coffee shops or libraries, restaurants, and they'd be unmasked and they'd be very informal. In these times, of course, adjustments have been made to accommodate, and each school and their alumni interviewers will have a different approach. But the point is to ask if this is an option, and if it is, for goodness sakes, take it. Now, this is where I swerve a little bit here. (laughs) Bear with me. I have this thing about the accuracy and importance of first impressions I call the racquetball theory. I've been telling this little story for, oh gosh, probably 30 years at this point. It's a little twisty and turny, but stay with me. I think you'll see the point. If you've ever played the game of racquetball, you know how fast that ball moves around the enclosed 20 by 40 by 20 foot room. If you've never played, I can tell you that when a player serves the ball by swatting it with a racket toward the front wall, that ball will bounce off of that wall at over 100 miles an hour. And for many players, up to 140 miles an hour or so. But I'm not here to geek out on racquetball. I want to tell you about an article I read in the New England Journal of Medicine that claimed human beings routinely decipher raw personal character and malevolent or benevolent intent of another human being in less than two-tenths of a second. And that's about as long as it takes for a well-hit racquetball serve to make it to the front wall and back to the opposing player. Just the blink of an eye. So what's my point? Well, number one, be authentic. Because people can actually tell very quickly whether or not we are authentic. Second, use this moment in your application to open the window on who you are. Because the vast majority of your application can be broken down to a series of statistical realities. Your GPA, your ACT or SAT scores, the rigor of the classes you took. But listen those statistical realities are not always going to work in your favor. But this? This is the one opportunity you have to really swat your metaphorical ball into the corner with all your might and show them why you should be taken seriously. Also, and this is really important, don't let a parent do this for you. Two things. First, parents don't always see the most authentic version of their own kids. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes, they see a projection. Try to dig deeper and reveal your most authentic self. Second, remember the two-tenths of a second part of my racquetball theory? What it says is that humans are very good at deciphering social code, and quickly. And your admissions officer is almost certainly human, so these humans will see through a parent's attempts to position their son or daughter. So fly your flag, but fly it authentically. Now, the other thing that I love about racquetball as a metaphorical vehicle is that, like the life of a 16, 17, or 18-year-old, things can change pretty quickly, and adjustments can be made to favor a better outcome. We read our opponent, we read the trends of the serves and the volleys, and we adapt. And whatever happened last serve or last game is now unchangeable, but it has become a key part of how we play moving forward. We learn from every point won or lost. We learn from every volley. The past is not only in the past, but the further into our future we move, the smaller relative power any past mistakes have over us, provided we've harvested their lessons, as is so important to any worthwhile game of racquetball or life. So in your college application, as in racquetball, harvest the lessons from your past, Leverage your best authentic self. This is the surest way to find post-secondary fit. And finding fit is the surest way toward finding a positive post-secondary outcome. Now, whatever path your life has taken to this point, your interests, your quirks, your recoveries from failures, your celebrations from wins, embrace it. Embrace it all. Learn from it. Adapt as necessary, but absolutely let it find its way into your college application story. Listen, if you're going to make a dent in this world, you're going to need to take a big, authentic swing at it. And with apologies for the mixed sport metaphors, I know my young friends Olivia, Evan, Matthew, and Bryce are definitely swinging away. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, We'll take a look at how some successful students have effectively leveraged their interests in their choice of a major, and also why it may not be in your best interest to declare a major sooner rather than later. Until then, I'm Craig Williams for Beyond the Tassel. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay engaged in your amazing journey.